This is Warning Radio with Dr. Jonathan Hansen, founder and president of World Ministries International, a non-denominational end times ministry dedicated to fulfilling a divine commission to trumpet forth warnings from God concerning the imminent second coming of Christ and the impending judgment of God upon the ungodly. God has sent Dr. Hansen to many nations of the world with a solemn warning to the political and religious leaders and citizenry to repent of their sinfulness and wickedness or face the catastrophic judgments that will soon be unleashed upon the unbelieving world. Listen now to the warnings of our compassionate and merciful Creator conveyed through His faithful prophetic spokesman, the host of Warning Radio, Dr. Jonathan Hansen. This is Jonathan Hansen, the President of World Ministries International. I want to welcome you to our Warning Television radio shortwave program as well as social media welcome we're in my college chapel here at world ministries international where we have a staff service every week so this is a live audience today my message is titled god's development of his ministers part three in newsletter and sermon titled god's development of his ministers part one point number one i explain god has always used man to carry out his commission and preach the word Point number two, God disciplines each one of us in order that we may be more effective for him. And point number three, man is unusable. And this is the crux of the problem. In God's development of his ministers, part two, I explain point four. This is the problem in the nations today. The Holy Spirit cannot side with most of the ministers of the word. Point number five, how does God discipline us in order to use us? Point number six, why must the Lord have us go through so many trials in life? Let's pray. Father God, I pray, Lord, now that you help us as we look to your word again today and understand why we're either used or not used and to what extent we can be used depending on our outer man being broken, our pride being humbled. In Jesus' name, amen. Luke sixteen fifteen through 18 And he said unto them, Go you into all the world, preach the gospel to every creature. He that believeth and is baptized shall be saved, but he that believeth not shall be damned. These signs shall follow them that believe. In my name shall they cast out devils. They shall speak with new tongues. They shall take up serpents, and if they drink any deadly thing, it shall not hurt them. They shall lay hands on the sick, and they shall recover." The Great Commission of Christ is stated by Luke in the responsibility and is the responsibility of the church. This is our responsibility. It is the responsibility of each believer, but yet most people fail miserably in carrying out this mandate. Why? As I explained in my first two newsletters and sermons, part one and two, under the six points which I titled and read in the beginning today, The problem is the man behind the pulpit who is leading their congregations. My content comes from scriptures, two, the book by Watchman Nee, The Ministry of God's Word, and my dream in 1985. Point number seven, 
for the first point today, God spends much time in training our spirits and allowing our outward man to be broken. Quote from Watchman Nee, God spends much time on us in training our spirits to be usable. He so arranges our environment that our outward man may be duly broken. He places us in circumstances completely beyond our ability to cope with. Circumstances as serious as those of Paul described in 2 Corinthians 1, 8 through 9. We were burdened excessively beyond our strength so that we despaired even of life. Indeed, we had the sentence of death within ourselves. The situation which the Lord orders is usually greater than we can endure. It's beyond our strength. Whenever a thorn comes to us, it afflicts us more than we can bear. The Lord uses them to break down our outward man. Sometimes it is our thought which is broken. At other times it's our emotion. And most often it is our will which is cast down until we wholly yield to the Lord and acknowledge our total inability. Again, by Watchman Nee. God is always concerned with the will of man and especially his ministers. It is the will of man which must become God's will. Or that person is dangerous to represent God in preaching his word. Again, that's why we judged the prophecy before I allowed the person to speak. Because that person can be used of God or that person can be dangerous with their own philosophies. Quote, when we enter into trial, we are hard-pressed. But when we emerge, we thrust the circumstance aside and transcend it. We enter in weakness, we come out in strength. We enter in death, but we exit with resurrection life. No trial can keep us in, and when we emerge from a trial, we are not the same. A trial will either break us into an unusable vessel or make us more glorious. It does not cause us to be better. If it doesn't cause us to be better, it renders us worse. He who cannot stand trial is unusable. When my first wife died, I could either get mad at God and go into depression and quit the ministry or allow the Holy Spirit to comfort me and accept the will of God that he did not heal her. During her time of sickness and finally death, I learned more patience, sympathy, and compassion for people. Now I understood the horrible grief people go through when they lose their spouse. Now I can minister to those people and cry with them instead of just saying unfeeling cliches that have no true understanding or emotion in them. Just saying out of your own ignorance. Watchman Nee says, this is the way we go through difficulties. The Lord gives us a trial. He allows our outward man to be broken. Yet his work does not end here. Our inner man must rise up and overcome the trial. The circumstance which overcomes our outer man is the same which our inner man must overcome. Each time this happens, our spirit receives further training. And in this way, our spirit learns what the grace of the Lord is. Our spirit waxes stronger than before. Through such training, our spirit becomes more usable at the time of ministry. Hence, a minister of the word needs the Lord to break down his outward man on the one hand to strengthen his spirit through training on the other hand. Both of these are done by the discipline of the Holy Spirit. Please note that each one comes out of a trial a different person. Either he is stronger or he is weaker. You either murmur against God and go under or you emerge in victory. 2 Corinthians 12 shows us that when the thorn is on us, God gives us grace to overcome it. Paul exclaims, I will all the more gladly boast of my weakness. 
Again, Watchman Nee, page 225. Eight, <clears throat> a minister of the word must learn not to let his spirit become wounded. <clears throat> Quote, minister of the word must therefore learn not to let his spirit be wounded. This unquestionably demands a great price. If we will impart grace, we shall help people to grace. If we will enlighten people, they will be exposed and broken. Whether the audience hears the word of God or merely hears a sermon depends on how you push out your spirit. <clears throat> the strength of the words is wholly governed by the speaker. What he has learned is what he possesses, and his willingness measures out his gift to others, particularly in all strong ministry. The spirit is not merely pushed forth, it explodes. You find people prostrate before God. As your words flow forth, you overpower many opposing spirits, many cold and hard hearts. Your spirit is exploding all along the way. No one, however strong he may be, can stand up against this from God. He must be stricken to the ground. Let us therefore take note how much of the spirit is released while speaking. Your spirit cannot be stronger than what you really possess. <clears throat> Nothing can be forced. Your word, no voice, no gesture can counterfeit the spirit. Never attempt to imitate the manner of speaking in the tone of the voice. For people fall before God only when the spirit is released. Once again, watchman knee. A person, outer man, his pride is continually having to be submitted to the will of God. That minister of the word will have to be constantly emerging from one trial, tribulation, thorn in the flesh, discipline of the Holy Spirit, victoriously. They cannot allow anger, bitterness, unforgiveness to affect their spiritual emotions. So instead of feeling the pains of people and loving them, whether they are the innocent or the guilty, they become insensitive to people's feelings and concerned over their spiritual condition before God. Point number nine, how do you... You emerge from a trial. Acts 16, 22 through 34 reads, quote, And the multitude rose up against them, and the magistrates rent off their clothes, and commanded them to beat them. And when they had laid many stripes upon them, they cast them into prison, charging the jailer to keep them safely, who, after receiving such a charge, thrust them into the inner prison, and made their feet fast in the stocks. And at midnight Paul and Silas prayed, sang praises unto God. And the prisoners heard them, and suddenly there was a great earthquake, so that the foundations of the prison were broken. And immediately all the doors were opened, and every one's bands were loosed. And the keeper of the prison awakened out of his sleep, and seeing the prison doors open, he drew out his sword and would have killed himself, supposing that the prisoners had been fled. But Paul cried with a loud voice, saying, Do thyself no harm? For we are all here. Then he called for a light and sprang in and came trembling and fell down before Paul and Silas. Brought them out and said, Sirs, what must I do to be saved? And they said, Believe on the Lord Jesus Christ and you will be saved and your house. And they spoke unto them the word of the Lord and to all that were in his house. And he took them the same hour of the night and washed their stripes and was baptized, he and all his straightway. And when he had brought them into his house, he set me before them and rejoiced, believing in God and all his house, unquote. If you are being persecuted for the testimony of Jesus Christ, 
Are you rejoicing like Paul and Silas did, that you're being counted worthy to suffer for the Lord's sake? Or are you complaining and actually maybe even cursing that you're going through the ordeal? Some haven't done anything hardly in this manner, yet they grumble all the time. We resist where it is scriptural to resist evil men as leaders, like John the Baptist did before King Herod, and Paul and Silas and Jesus did to those in authority, like kings and Pontius Pilate, or the scribes and Pharisees with the truth. Yet, when they were arrested, after their resisting failed, they continued to have a good attitude. John the Baptist, Paul and Silas, Jesus, and many other martyrs died for God, loving their enemies, even though they continued to speak the truth and verbally correcting their sins up to their deaths. Watchman Nee resisted the communist revolution by speaking the truth and not compromising with the Chinese Communist Party doctrine of state atheism. Through intensive propaganda campaigns and threats of imprisonment, believers were influenced to accuse one another. False charges and arrests were brought against many. On January 11, 1956, there was a nationwide sweep targeting the co-workers and elders in the local churches. Some died in prison camps, while others faced long prison sentences. January 18, 1956, the Religious Affairs Bureau began 12 days of accusation meetings at the church assembly in which many accusations were brought against knee in large accusation meetings. On June 21, 1956, Ni appeared before the high court in Shanghai, where it was announced that he had been excommunicated by the elders of the church in Shanghai and found guilty on all charges. Many of Ni's co-workers were arrested, put in isolation, and forced to repudiate Watchman Ni. Some co-workers joined in the accusation of Watchman Ni, while others remained silent and were punished with life imprisonment. Following this, mass accusation meetings were held across the country to condemn the anti-revolutionary sect of Watchman Nee. Nee died in prison. Wikipedia. Nee resisted the communist state atheism but continued to love his enemies and exhibited the character, feelings, and emotions of Jesus Christ. Dietrich Bonhoeffer was a Lutheran pastor, theologian, and anti-Nazi dissident. Bonhoeffer was known for his staunch resistance to the Nazi dictatorship, including vocal opposition to Hitler's euthanasia program and genocidal persecution of the Jews. He was arrested in April 1943 by the Gestapo and imprisoned, sent to a concentration camp, and died there. His prison guards loved him because of his Christ-like character and love for them. Wikipedia. Conclusion, the ministers of the word is the most critical person responsible for the Great Commission and the salvation of not only men, but of their healing, deliverance, marriage, health, prosperity, etc. Pastors are also greatly responsible for the deterioration of America and the nations. They are responsible for the church being dysfunctional, divided, weak, powerless, lacking the authority to save a nation, to confront sin and tyranny, only capable to compromise, ignore, and even cooperate with Hitler, in this case Biden and his evil government made up of henchmen. In approximately 1990, I was ministering in a large church when two angels walked into the service, sitting in the back pew. A lady watched them, and they were writing down every word I was speaking. When the service was over, after many hours, as people were slain in the spirit, I asked the Lord why he sent two angels and what they were recording. The Lord told me, angels were in every church recording what the minister is preaching behind the pulpit. 
And on judgment day, two holy witnesses, angels, would testify of what the pastor behind the pulpit preached. The minister would either be vindicated that he preached the truth, unadulterated word of God, or condemned because the Bible warns don't add or subtract from the word of God lest you be damned. Yes, some ministers of the gospel that preach the, from the pulpit are not qualified to preach the word of God. They are not fit to do the ministry of God's word, as Watchman Nee explains in his book. Their vanity changes the word of God when they preach because they feel God's word spoken or read directly is too offensive. So they have the audacity and the arrogance to think they can change God's word and still have the same results. It is this same pride that causes them to be in love with the world, meaning themselves, more than laying down their life to really be qualified to serve God by correctly speaking his word. Also, their own selfish and lazy lifestyle example causes a pathetic, gutless, spineless, selfish church to flourish, destroying themselves and their nation. These type of pastors, like the scribes and Pharisees, might know the scriptures, yet the scribes and Pharisees really did not join Jesus. They refused to submit their will to God. They were blinded by spiritual deceivableness. The scribes and Pharisees and pastors think they were and are still serving God when actually they are working against the establishment and extension of the kingdom of God. With many denominations not enforcing applied hermeneutics, the scriptures are taken out of context, forming a multitude of different interpretations of scriptures and denominations and independent churches. Many of these bodies even denounce and reject the gifts of the Holy Spirit. Thus, the power and authority that you need to truly be an ambassador of Jesus Christ to do the works of the ministry, they lack. They denounce, they reject, and cause others to reject. Then, some even deny the apostolic and prophetic gift of ministry <clears throat> to lead and correct the church. Thus, we have a powerless, headless, sick, and very sinful American church, totally ineffective, and bringing a revival which is repentance to the United States of America. Let us allow the Holy Spirit to continue to discipline us, change our will, mind and emotions, so we can feel with compassion people that need to be ministered to and saved. Preach and speak the truth of the word through the leading of the Holy Spirit, ministering with signs following so the reality of Christ can change America, and the nations. I just returned from five weeks by my daughter's side that had a double skull fracture, bleeding uncontrollably, intubated for about three solid weeks. No hope was given time and time and time and time and time again. If I didn't understand the Word of God, if I did not use the Word of God, the power in the Word, to do spiritual battle, she would have died. I would anoint her every day. I would speak the words of life over her, the promises of God over her. One day when her heart went to arrhythmia and they were very concerned, intubated, bleeding uncontrollably, I rebuked the spirit of death. She vomited with a gusher. Normally they don't like you to vomit when you're intubated, but the heart returned to normal as I chased the spirit of death out of that room. Can you do spiritual warfare? Do you know how? I'm not trying at all to draw attention. I'm just saying that we need to get close enough to God, let him deal with our outer man, so we can have the Spirit of God flow us through us with power and authority. 
I don't think most people know how to do spiritual warfare. They say little cliches in prayer. Many times because they've allowed their outer man constantly to stay intact. We must allow the outer man, the, the pride of man, to be humbled constantly. We must be willing to be corrected by the word and the spirit and those in authority over us. Not give excuses, defenses for our stubbornness and pride. Only when the outer man is constantly destroyed can the inner working of the Holy Spirit flow through you. This is so clear in the Word of God. It's so clear in the book by Watchman Nee, God's Development of His Ministers. I used, again, the Scriptures, this book by Watchman Nee, who proved to be so faithful and powerful in transforming China because he constantly allowed himself to die so the Spirit of God could come out of him with authority and power. You can't reduplicate. You say, I, I, I spoke with authority the other day. That doesn't mean you'll speak with the same authority today. It's not a McDonald's rehashed sermon from your old notes. You have to flow with the same brokenness. You have to feel the same emotions that the disciples and the apostles felt when they spoke to speak the way they do. And if you don't, your words are empty. Yes, they might be sound, but they're still empty words that bring no conviction. People might say, you gave a good sermon, but there was no life changing in anybody. He preaches a good sermon. Well, that's nice that you preach a good sermon. But do you bring conviction? Do you have the anointing to bring conviction? Was the Holy Spirit speaking through you? Or you preached a nice sermon. This is the problem. Sometimes we can preach a good sermon, but there's no power within that sermon. Nothing from the Spirit flowing out of you. You can tell, again, stories from the Bible on these tremendous men and women of God that have died for their faith, but you don't have a clue how to die for your faith. You don't have the same feelings, the same emotions, the same spirit, the same convictions. There's not that impartation flowing out of you. You don't even know what they're talking about other than reading a good story from the Bible. But to know what they went through, to have that conviction, to speak with the Holy Spirit, it's not there. The Bible is more than a bunch of words spoken in a storybook. If we can't live it and breathe it, it has no power when you speak it. This is what people must understand. Are you willing to die for Christ or that's just a nice little thing and we believe we can pray it away? I've heard that type of vanity and outright deception and foolish lies that all of the martyrs in the Bible, they must not have faith. They had more faith than you can even imagine in your vanity. They died proving their faith. And you've twisted the word of God to defend your faithlessness and compromise, mating false doctrine to convince yourself that you can compromise the word of God and survive. I think you better understand if you're not willing to die, you will not live in eternity. We need to die from ourself to live in eternity. There is one life to give. You better be willing to give it on earth. And if you're not like a Bonhoeffer, if you're not like a Watchman Nee, if you're not like Fox's Book of Martyrs, I would be extremely fearful to face a real God on Judgment Day. Because some of us are going to try to give excuses, and I'll tell you what, they're going to melt to the ground as the angels of the Lord read your words and your compromise and your life. And you're going to be left totally naked in front of a righteous judge that never can be deceived. The reality will be right there, and it'll be too late to do anything about it. Either he'll say, well done, or depart from me. But I've done da-da-da. You have done nothing but live your own lifestyle and use my words to justify it. Are we ready to meet Jesus Christ? Are we ready to defend the gospel? Are we ready to d die for Christ? Are you? Do you even know what the gospel represents? 
what our commission is, what our responsibility is? Do you mo move with that same conviction the, the apostles had? Do you care about the words of God? Or are you just into the entertainment business, the manipulation business, your own self-righteousness and your own ego? Do you even care that you're supposed to be willing to die for Christ and speak the words of God to the death? Are we ready to do that? Are you ready to do that? The Bible says, judge yourself and I won't judge you. That's what grace is. Judge yourself right now before the Spirit leaves. And God says he won't judge you. But if you fail to judge yourself right now, when the Spirit leaves, there's no grace. You are judged by the Word of God. The unadulterated Word of God judges you in either condemns you or promotes you. Now's the time to judge yourself. Right now. Grace is now when the Spirit's in the body. And when the Spirit leaves the body, it's judgment according to the Word of God. Depart from me, you doers of iniquity. But I went to church all my life, but you never knew me. I preached all my life, but you never spoke my words with authority and conviction. You manipulated them. You were worried about being accepted by family and friends and peers and society to give you money. Are we ready to meet Jesus Christ? Are you an effective minister of the gospel of God's word? Will he say, well done? Can you speak with authority from the Holy Spirit coming out like the apostles did, like Jesus Christ himself did? May God richly, richly bless you, help you, and convict you, and let you be prepared for heaven. God bless you. Thanks for listening to this episode of Warning Radio with Dr. Jonathan Hansen, founder and president of World Ministries International. Warning Radio is a listener-supported program. We need your donations in order to continue airing these Christ-centered prophetic programs. Send your checks or money orders to World Ministries International, Post Office Box 277, Stanwood, Washington, 98292. To donate securely by phone, call 360-629-5248. Visit our website to find other ways of giving and a wealth of information about World Ministries International and host Dr. Jonathan Hansen. The website is worldministries.org. There, you'll also have access to hundreds of previously aired radio programs, made-for-television videos, thousands of articles, Dr. Hansen's books, and travel itinerary. Again, the website is worldministries.org. The phone number is 360-629-5248. Tune in at this same time, Monday through Friday, on this radio station for the next exciting edition of Warning Radio with Dr. Jonathan Hansen. Remember, the Lord is not slow about the promise of His return, as some count slowness, but is patient toward you, not wishing for any to perish, but for everyone to come to the repentance that leads to eternal life.